This is episode four of You've Been Gilmored. It was at Luke's, it was at lunch, it was a very busy day, the place was packed, and this person... <gasps> oh, is it me? Is it me? This person comes tearing into the place in a caffeine frenzy. Oh, it's me. I was with a customer, she interrupts me, wild-eyed, begging for coffee, so I tell her to wait her turn. <laughs> then she starts following me around, mm. talking a mile a minute, saying God knows what. So finally I turn to her, and I tell her, She's being annoying. Sit down, shut up, I'll get to her when I get to her. You know, I bet she took that very well, because she sounds just delightful. She asked me what my birthday was. I wouldn't tell her, she wouldn't stop talking. I gave in, I told her my birthday. <laughs> then she opened up the newspaper to the horoscope page, wrote something down, tore it out, handed it to me. God, seriously, you wrote the menu, didn't you? So I'm looking at this piece of paper in my hand, and under Scorpio, she had written, you will meet an annoying woman today. Give her coffee and she'll go away. I gave her coffee. But she didn't go away. She told me to hold on to that horoscope, put it in my wallet, carry it around with me. One day, it would bring me luck. Well, man, I will say anything for a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, I can't believe you kept this. You kept this in your wallet? You kept this in your wallet. Eight years. Eight years. Oh, be still my heart. La, la. La la, la la, la la, All the way from Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to You've Been gilmore It's a podcast dedicated to the show Gilmore Girls on Netflix. So grab yourself a cup of coffee and a pint of ice cream and enjoy the show. La la. gonna start singing along everyone hello <laughs> i'm your host mary larson uh, my name is blake and that just melts my heart every time right? i hear that scene it oh my goodness gracious and the thing i didn't play for you which i probably should have but it got went a little too long was when he says i'm all in what we're doing here i'm all in oh, oh my goodness gracious yes 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 gosh you know I'm so glad that this was part of our uh, collaboration of episodes that we got to talk about. How could it not be? Right? Seriously. This is probably one of my favorite Gilmore Girls episodes of all time. And I think that you are not alone in that assumption. Of course, this is Written in the Stars. This is Season 5, Episode 3. And what an awesome episode this one is. Damn straight. I mean... Listen, we are categorizing this as, in, in, in case you haven't noticed yet, this is the best uh, Lorelai and Luke episode, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and oh my word, and, and I think, like I said, I think it really could be more than just Luke and Lorelai. I think this could be probably at least top five. Uh, I think this probably goes up there with Friday Nights All Right for Fighting for me. Mm -hmm. I really like that episode too. Uh, and and you know what is as controversial as it may be, I really like the uh, the finale too. I really do. That's okay. That's okay. Some people do, and some people don't. So that's all right. I know. I know. But I, oh god, this episode. As much as uh, I was crying uh, in in uh, those are strings, Pinocchio. I mm -hmm, oh yeah, some some tears were coming down on this Got one. You. And it's not only because was it. Like really romantic and beautiful and, and and funny too, how it all went down. Mm -hmm. But it was just one of those things that you were just waiting for it to happen. It was you were dying for it to happen. You couldn't wait for it to go down. 
And then it finally did. And oh my God, it was like, you could just let loose and enjoy the fact that Luke and Lorelai were finally together. And as much as you were surprised that they were finally together, they were too. Do you know what I mean? Yes, yes. They were giddy. They were absolutely giddy. Couldn't. As am I. I I can't stop smiling just from hearing (laughs) that little clip that you played in the beginning of the episode. Like, I don't think I will ever get sick of watching that particular clip. No, no, God, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> although their first kiss was a really good one, too. Mm-hmm. I really liked their first kiss. I, I thought that was, uh, oh, man, just just so cool, man. So eight oh, years. Oh, yeah, eight I'm just going to play it. I'm going to play it. Lorelai, this thing we're doing here, me, you. Oh, my God, I can't. I just want you to know I'm in. I'm all in. I am all in. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Does that... that uh, Oh yeah. Are you uh, scared? No, no. <laughs> Never, Luke. And she just like, she just has this face like, oh. And then they're in bed. And then yeah, wake up. <laughs> it's like a fortune cookie. Naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, if it was that easy. In bed. God, if it was that easy, if I would have done to that carry too. Around a uh, horoscope for eight years in your pocket. My goodness. Listen, well, listen. You know what? I actually, and this is this is the honest to god truth. Uh, unfortunately, we are not live right now. But just so everybody knows. What's in your wallet? In my wallet. What commercial says that? What's in your wallet? Hear that? Okay, yes. Yes, we hear that. This is a ticket. A ticket of what? It's a ticket to Fenway Park where I took my wife and I spent an exorbitant amount of money. Oh my goodness. On our second date. We went to go sit on the Green Monster. Mm -hmm. And I have kept this ticket since 2007. So... Technically, I've beaten Luke. I've kept this ticket for nine years, and it's flimsy. You can't even read it anymore. It just sits in my wallet, and Aww. I look at it every once in a while. And the only reason why I know it's still it's the one is because it, there's a uh, there's a stamp of Wally the Green Monster on it. There you go. I, I can look I can still you. see that. And I so what I you wonder know what? if this is a common thing that guys do. If guy you know girls have lots of things that that we all do as a general thing i wonder if guys hold on to things in their wallet i do yeah like uh, right behind the ticket that i have for you actually i have a i have the ticket for uh game six of the world series for the red Sox when they played um uh when they played uh what the hell uh the cardinals in the, okay. in the world series in 2013 i went to the i went to game six the one they clinched with my dad uh back then so those are the two things that i keep in my wallet as uh, as good reminders. I love it. So, yes. You know what? Damn straight, I beat Luke. There you go. Screw you, Luke. Nope. Please. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our GBGs, otherwise known as our good, bad, greats. All right, my love. What do you got? All right. My good is a little off topic. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm fine with that. I had a lot of fun in uh, the older Gilmores in this episode. Okay. I did. You know, this, this of course, is the Lorelai Luke episode, but I just had fun with the banter right. that Emily couldn't get over the fact that, that Richard had left and it was after 7.30 p.m. <laughs> and I'm saying this because I'm that at a point in my life... That may or may not life, be something that you would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at a point in my life where I go to bed very early because I have little kids and I had a great laugh because that's how I feel about many friends of mine. I'm like, oh, they're going out 
after 7.30 p.m. <laughs> what? I can't get That's over just it. not normal. So I just, I thought that was funny and I thought it was great. Uh, so that was my good. My bad. Where we got to hang out with three males in this episode that mm-hmm. she has some kind of a little flirtatious fling with. She hung out with Marty. Mm-hmm. My favorite, Marty. Who never comes to, uh, of anything with her. Poor Marty isn't coming back to the remake. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. I love Marty, as do many, many Gilmore Girls Every fans. time I hear Marty, I think of this. Well, we're going, we don't need robes. <laughs> Thank That's God like Marty didn't of. wear a vest, because exactly, then he'd be wig too big of a reference. And then she Drink, sees Dean, tab. of course. And, um, and she has her first run-in with Logan. And so my bad is Logan, especially in this episode. This is the Logan that I just can't shake. This is the Logan that I, you know, have a really hard time getting this sour taste out of my mouth. And in and I know it's his posse of friends and he's not the one totally being a jerk. Like he's just some rich kid who doesn't remember who they are. Right. But Logan pissed me off. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was my bad. I know he needed to be in there, but I got a chip in my I was shoulder. I was on board with Logan until he said well, you know, I did pay him and, you know, I, I, he Smarmy. did serve me. I'm like, come on, you're just trying to win an argument now. And that's, uh, you're being a dink. And you're my, being a dink for no reason. My great is eight years. Finally. <laughs> because granted, as show watchers, it was, you know, season five. So we didn't wait eight but my God, we've been waiting a long time. So five, actually, five yeah, years. Well, yeah. four, four, because yeah, like this is the beginning of four season point, five. Four point, you know, four two point, five. Four, yeah, four point oh five. <laughs> so I just write finally. That's my great finally, finally, finally. Oh yeah. How about you? What's your good? My good was uh, Scott Patterson. Okay. Scott Patterson as Luke is just right on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love how he portrays Luke. Uh, he has a soft side to him. He's funny. Uh, it reminds me of when it actually reminds me of uh, l- the last episode. Um, there was a strings Pinocchio when they're talking about the insurance. And it's like, and, and he fulfills all the things that you would think a guy would do. Like, oh my God, the cost to build this thing. The yes. insurance must be out of control. Yeah. Scott Patterson just really fulfills this um, portrayal of a, of a no nonsense character who's straightforward isn't messing around. But what he does is he makes him soft enough. He makes him soft enough to believe Luke as a real person. And nothing comes more from this than the scene with Lorelai at Sniffy's. Mm. When they're when they're there and he's saying, I'm all in. And as as a viewer, you're saying I'm all in. Me too. Yep. As 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 a guy, that's something a guy would say, I'm all in. I'm I'm ready to do this. I'm not screwing around. It actually remind actually reminds me of me hey. as, a, as a matter of fact. When I said to you, I didn't really ask you to be my girlfriend. I said I kind of want to parade you around uh, as my all girlfriend. My yeah, all yeah. my friends. And uh, is that something you, you'd want to do? Would you be okay with that? And that's how I asked my wife, my wife right now, to uh, to be my girlfriend. And sure. that's the truth. That's the honest to god truth. After I ate a whole bag of peanuts. <laughs> and a hot dog and all the condiments. I was hungry. I didn't know where you were taking me. <laughs> thought I was going to go eat like Italian dinner. Oh my God. That was... That was a... F- I, we should just have a podcast episode just about that date. Okay. Because I forgot my wallet at the car. And I we, we were on the tee going into Boston. But today is about Lorelai and Luke. I know. You're state. right. You're right. Sorry. So my bad. The end with Dean... What are we? What are we messing around with Dean for? Oh, we know that what we're messing around. Oh my God, she's already broken up his marriage. Like he, she, he the kid threw it all away for her, 
And then she goes back to him. She goes in the house and they're going to, you know, get it on. I'm so, I'm over with, I'm over Dean. I'm over Dean and Jess and the boys. I'm over all of that. Like I said, last episode and yet Paris yet again. Paris, Paris, Paris with the with the English teacher, the professor, the guy dying, having a heart attack. Oh my god, I loved her line. Like, no, I did not bring him down with my <laughs> vagina. <laughs> that was that, that was a good went. line. That was that was a close second to the for for the best line this episode. Oh wow, yeah. Uh, uh, no, I'm 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 done with Paris. I mm-hmm. don't care that 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 she was having an affair with the teacher. Oh god, no. And I don't care about their. Did about you did you have a lot wake. of friends who had affairs with teachers at your school? I did have one friend, and mm-hmm. she will she will remain unnamed. Oh my god! Do I know this friend? Uh, you do. <laughs> so I will. I will tell you off the record. Oh my gosh! Um, Your school was a small school. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Wow! Uh, but you will remain unnamed. Uh, the great was Lorelai going downstairs to get the coffee, uh, and it truly makes you believe that something in Luke's like flannel this, shirt in Luke's flannel shirt, uh, and. <laughs> I love when Luke says, you know, that that's it could be any outfit you would wear. She goes, Yeah, normally it would include pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was perfect. So so but no, just just how cute that was and how she's walking down. She isn't thinking, you're not paying attention. She just wants coffee. And then boom, there there she is. The entire entire The whole town, place. you know, the entire place yeah. is filled and she's like, Oh, and she just walks upstairs. She's like, um, so yeah, everybody knows now. Except nobody acknowledged that they knew. <laughs> Except really at the awkward. town meeting. Oh, yeah. the town meeting was even better. Well, I like I like your great. So yeah, I really loved that whole scene. I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. And that is a good personification of what Luke and Lorelai are together. All right. What uh, is your coffee rating then? See, my coffee rating would have been much higher if not for the Paris crap. Uh, I, I Except... Pa- Okay, all right. The Paris crap really brought this down. I don't care about the wake. I don't care about the guy. Uh, I, I'm glad that, you know, uh, uh, Rory's back in school. She moved in. She's with Marty and all that stuff. But I don't care about this character. Why am I spending so much time with Paris in this character? It doesn't make sense to me. As such, my coffee rating, I'm going to have to put, a, put it down to about a 4.5, maybe a 4.4. Okay. Uh, and it's only that high because of... The all I'm all in scene. See, I'm doing the opposite. I'm giving this a five. This is by far one of my favorite episodes of Gilmore Girls. So I'm rating it a five within my Gilmore Girls coffee cup rating scale. Right. I love it. And you know, Paris is Paris. Yeah, I can get by it. I can get through it because that eight years, man, that horoscope, yeah. I can forgive everything in this episode it wasn't bad does that mean you can forgive me for holding on to the ticket for nine years whenever i do something stupid nope this you are not luke (laughs) (laughs) thank you appreciate that you're not fictional you're a real life guy i know but i did something better than a fictional guy listen luke does some wrong things that can't just be forgiven with the horoscope later on in their relationship fair enough fair enough i I will give you that they just had one night all right fair enough all right best line my love, I, I picked it out, but however, would you like to aid me in this best line? Yes, we can work it out. Yes. So this is not necessarily a best line. It's more of a best scene. Now, the obvious choice would be to pick eight years or I'm all in or all, all that other stuff. However, I wanted to be a little bit more creative. And Ooh. the most creative part of this episode outside of Luke and Lorelai, I felt was this exchange between Richard and Lorelai. So I will be Richard. And Mary will be Lorelai, and it starts off, 
Um, his name is Robert. I thought every butler's name was Jeeves. He's not a butler. He's a valet. So he parks your car? No, he does not park my car. He does exactly what you see him doing. So he's a bartender. He attends to my needs. So he's a geisha? You'll be a quieter once you have a drink, I assume. That, to me, is the best one. Alrighty, you ready to start the recap? Yes, I am. Let's do it. So, uh, this episode was entitled Written in the Stars, as we've already discussed. It was written by uh, Amy Sherman-Helladino, mm-hmm. the creator of the uh, of Gilmore Girls, and directed by Kenny Ortega. Now, my love, again, I know you don't know who this is. However, oh God, you're so mean. No, no, no. I, I, what I was about to say was, you are a huge fan of his work. Okay. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Y'all ready for this? He has he has directed twelve episodes of Gilmore Girls. Awesome, such love. as they shoot Gilmore's, don't they? Uh, <laughs> Friday nights, all right for fighting. We've already discussed that. Another one that's up for uh, our discussion: a deep fried Korean Thanksgiving and knit people knit. He directed all those episodes in, in in addition to many others, but he has also directed such greats as Hocus Pocus. Uh, what? Yeah, he directed Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah. I love that movie. Yeah. Uh, he directed some Ally McBeal. He directed High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. Get your head in the game. <laughs> and he directed uh, This Is It, the Michael Jackson documentary, as well as The Descendants. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This man is like your spirit animal. He is. Kenny Ortega is your spirit animal. Covering so many <laughs> so many things that I have watched on Sunday afternoons at 4 p.m. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, he is just, he's your man. He is. You know. Awesome. So, all right. Let's, let's talk about this episode. Let's get the smaller characters out of the way. Yeah. Let's do it. What do you, what do you got for me? Let's deal with all these guys that we're already dealt with. Okay. Fair enough. Do you, does she know that Marty has a crush on her? No, God no. He Marty is so far in the friend zone he he can't even he no, he can't even see his own face. Does she like arguing with Logan? Yes, she does. Why? Because he isn't equal to her. Mm. He isn't equal to her. Because they started arguing and you could see it in her face that she enjoyed it, and that's why she went to Dean's. Yeah, I was just gonna say, why did she go to Dean then? Because she was getting her her corpuscles corpuscling oh. from Logan, but didn't know what to do. Okay. So she said, "Oh, Dean, I'll go back to my to my booty call. Dean, he'll fall for you." Oh. So yeah, no, she likes Logan because he is essentially the male version of her, albeit a little bit more snobby, albeit much more wealthy, uh, and a little bit more problems with his family that we have yet not yet gotten to, but he does have them. Okay. All so right. that's why she that's why she's in done with those guys. Yes, totally done. Um so Richard. Why why do you think that Emily and Richard wouldn't have just paid for like an apartment? Why is he in the pool house? He's right there. Uh I think I think this was a story thing. Okay. I don't think that this was a, an actual thing. Uh but if we're gonna go with an actual thing, it's probably because it's his house, uh, too. And he doesn't want to leave. He's got all of his stuff there. He's got his study here. We already mentioned that. Um, <laughs> although <laughs> I'd love with the scene when she's like, when he's like, you need to make an appointment to come in here. Yes. He's like, I need to make an appointment to come to my study. You need to be in 
the pool house. I am. Well, you're not right now. You know, like that whole, that whole give and take was just amazing. So as a child from divorce, like uh-huh. pretty much the interaction when Emily was upset that she felt like Rory had used up all of her good stories with Richard <laughs> while they had cocktails and that she felt like everything here, you're was... you all talked out. Yeah, yeah. That's like pretty much how it is, especially when your parents first get divorced and you're like spend Christmas Eve at one house and then Christmas morning the other. It, that's how it really felt. So for you to not have ever experienced that, Blake, you get a little bit of a taste of it so um so it's pretty realistic then like it's pretty realistic how it's poor i mean not to that extent i mean obviously that's it's very different there's a little bit more hyperbole there a little bit a little bit of it so yeah and then um another character that we wanted to talk about even though you can you didn't really like her plot line paris so rory and paris (sighs) are living together again yes they are and uh i could really deal why do you think rory chose to live with paris again um it's 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 unknowingly Paris is her best friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she needs Paris uh, because I think Paris is what drives her. Uh, And it's hard to say that too because I think Rory is somebody that doesn't need to be driven from outside forces. Mm -hmm. But ever since that first time in Chilton, all they did was just kind of compete. And uh, and you had that instant where she was like, uh, Chilton is my place. This is my space, and I will rule it. Mm-hmm. And you will, and you will not be valedictorian. Of course, Rory becomes valedictorian and puts all that to shame, and they become friends. But I think that they need each other, and that's why that they are together. Okay, I like it. Yeah, fair because I'm awesome. That's why I'm, I'm better than Luke. I tell you that. <laughs> hey, hey, rookie, what do we got going on here? That was my alarm to to make sure our children were in bed. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> rookie, that was a rookie mistake. <laughs> Okay, we can move on. All right, what do you got? Luke and Lorelai. Oh, man. So finally. Yes. And I love the comments about how those jeans are really working for you. Oh, And how she I does know. a little strut. <laughs> just giddy. Just absolutely giddy. Yeah. But it is kind of weird that no one in the town talks about them. So, of course, you know, they're like, who do you think they know? What should we do? And then, of course, we, we realize that everyone has to know when Lorelai comes down just wearing a flannel t-shirt. <laughs> But nobody says anything to her. Why didn't Babette or Miss Patty or anybody say something to Lorelai? I wonder if they knew because they knew that it was going to be on, on, on Taylor's to-do list at the town meeting. So they, they were just pretending that they that they didn't notice, that they know what's coming and they, they don't want to clue Lorelai on. And here's, here's, a, here's a deeper analysis. Maybe they didn't want to tell her because they knew they were going to have the vote. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you know, and the, uh, whether or not Lorelai and Luke should be together, and I mean the fact that a town is voting on whether or not they should support. They can date. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so stupid, but and yet I totally get it. I totally get it because once again, I've had some really close friend groups, and when you have two friends start to date. It's like, oh man. Yeah, what happens if they break if up? If this goes sour, you're going to have to pick and choose. It's going to either have to be Luke's or Dragonfly. And they're both staples. And I love how Luke was finally just like, whatever. I'm going to leave. I'm going to move. I, uh, uh, Whatever. We'll just end this conversation. That's it. We're not voting on this. But it's I, my relationship, not yours. Not yours. He points at Lorelai. Yours. And certainly not yours, Taylor. <laughs> awesome. That meeting was awesome amazing it was great because it went from like kind of you know the 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 stupid nonsense that they usually talk about and and then then it just it just 
And now we, we bring have... to bring them for discussion. <laughs> they bring out the maps. Yes. And, like, <laughs> and Luke was always taking down all the maps. I love that oh. Lorelai brought him there on their date. Oh, he was all set too. He was all set with going. He's like, it, it reminds me of the apple picking I told you about. He's like, when people just don't like apple picking, but they'll go because that's what they're supposed to do. And Luke went to this meeting because he just was supposed to go. He didn't want to go to that stupid ass meeting. Who cares about that, right? But he went because he's a good man. He's a good man and he cares about Lorelai. He he is a good man. I mean, he even went to go pick her up. And how precious was that? Oh my god! And it's like they don't even they like they're such good friends. That they don't even know how to interact as a couple quite she yet. She came out because she was going to go drive to him. She had no idea. They She's d- going to meet him at the, at the diner. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. It was just so cute. It was just so cute. And then we find out that Luke has a Luke's. Oh, my God. I know. And what I literally liked about this, too, was that they know Luke outside of Luke being Luke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, Maisie went to school with Luke's mother. Right. And then Buddy actually helped him start the diner. So these are like his parental figures. Right. Who he sees two to three times a week. And they are aware of how special Lorelai potentially is because obviously Luke does not bring girls around to that place. And nor should he. I mean, this is a very special place. This is a place for him to escape. These are people with whom he has spent probably most of his life mm-hmm. and has a lot of respect for, especially Buddy, because he helped him with the with the restaurant. So to give Lorelai an insight into that and giving the viewer an insight into that is something that is extremely beneficial for the show and for the character of Luke. Because without that, Luke is, again, as much as I love him, he's a little bit of a caricature. And it shows you that Luke takes this very seriously and he sees um, the, the other couple as a mirror for he and Lorelai. Mm-hmm. It shows her, I'm I'm in this, and he says he says it quite literally. I'm all in, but he's showing Lorelai too. This could be us if you allow it to be. And are you scared? I wonder. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, so that's what I think. I, I think that this is this is the mirror for the two, and it's it's the mirror for Lorelai. It's the mirror for us as the viewers. We are expecting that they become the the next people to run their own restaurant. I wonder if Maisie and Buddy are going to be in the reunion. Oh, if they're still alive, I don't think that they're still alive, kiddo. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> if someone knows, please. Hey, please you know, I'll look it up right now. Message. Save me. I'll, I'll keep talking. I'll look it up right now. Oh, God. Well, I just loved how these characters were so excited to have him there. I, you know, we just talked about how they were like a, a parental figure for us, for Luke, and I I adored it. So, um, and how they even had champagne. He's like, I, yeah, I hate champagne. <laughs> I, just th- from the very beginning of this date to the end of it was so unexpected and kind of quirky and fumbly just like most first dates are i mean when he was trying to get her inside the door and she even said like we're gonna get better at this mm-hmm. and even with her going downstairs naked pretty much yeah Catherine justin who plays Maisie, uh died in oh, 2012 my, oh my god so she ain't she ain't making it she woke up dead <laughs> what about that's not funny what about buddy uh i'm trying buddy to look looked up, older i'm trying to look up buddy right now uh, oh my gosh rest in peace so Maisie. yeah no i can't i can't find it oh it, she's with sniffy 
Sniffy the dog. How funny Sniffy was that story, dog. by the way? That was a terribly sad story. Terrible story. Why would you end a menu, the back of the menu, and, and he died. Sniffy died. <laughs> That's why you named your restaurant Sniffy's, and then he died. Oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious. So, all right, I'll let you. I'll let you keep going. You know, you make coffee for a living, Blake. I do. That's my job. What do you think it is about Luke's coffee that makes it so good? It's the cocaine. That's what we, that's what we do in our coffee. <laughs> that's what I tell everybody. <laughs> Seriously. What makes Luke's coffee so good? Nothing. Nothing. It's just the the manner in which it is brewed. And I also think it's the environment in which it's brewed. Coffee tastes good at your house, but it doesn't taste as good as when you're in a diner or you're at Dunkin'. Because it's something about the cup, especially Didn't like a diner. did you tell me that like, like our coffee, coffee like my cure i can't make it really hot enough that it needs to be right i mean if you if you want to get all, all right. i'm trying to get technical because uh, laura right. like because you know luke always says like how much coffee have you ever had and she'll say i already had five and i'll say then why do you need more and she'll say because yours is so much better <laughs> and i want to know why is it so much better well, all right yeah, if you, you want to if you, all right here's the nerd alert all right okay. calling all coffee nerds this is probably the reason why it's better this is probably something that no other gilmore girls podcast has talked about Damn straight is no the, way the chemistry of coffee the reason why coffee tastes so good at a place like Dunkin' or like Starbucks. Or like Luke's. Or Luke's is because they have commercial grade brewers. What does that mean? Meaning the brewer that they have is able to get up to 200 degrees. Now, you're supposed to brew coffee at around 196 degrees. All right. That, that's the temperature at which the water has to come out of the spout. Okay. Now, when it goes to the coffee grinds, obviously it gets a little bit cooler, whatever. But your average Keurig or your average coffee brewer probably only gets up to about 170-ish. So it's not extracting the oils from the coffee that a commercial brewer would actually do. Now, knowing Luke's, he probably doesn't clean the grinders all that much. <laughs> and <laughs> and he probably... I would, think, I would say Luke would. No, I see. I don't think so. Because Luke's got other things going on. He's got to make the food. Is it Carlos who's in charge of cleaning yeah. it? Okay. <laughs> so, you know... Ultimately, he's probably got oils that have been in there for a long time in the, in the grinders. It tastes good. And it makes it taste a little bit better. Uh, it even it would even give a little bit of a sour taste if you paid attention like to it. Like a Dutch oven when like you cook a lot of good things in it and then, you know, your, your marinara just, sauce. Oh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? No. We're going to back that no. one up. We're going to back nope. that train up. You know what I'm talking and about? Not, those of you. Gonna, I can't get past it. Those now. of you. I can't get past you know it. Now. Okay, we're getting back to coffee. <laughs> so his coffee grounds probably are heated at a much higher temperature. They're brewed at they're, a much higher temperature than we normally would do or that Lorelei would do yes. at home. And I also think, again, coffee is the finicky little wench, okay? It, 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 it's kind of like plants you got to talk to it got to love it a little bit and the way that i see it is there's a lot of love at luke's and because of that it just tastes that much better and the other thing too is coffee doesn't taste as nearly as good as it should unless it's in a mug like a porcelain mug that's when coffee is at its best not in a styrofoam cup not in one of those uh, other cups that you, you take out on the road or whatever no no just uh, no, not porcelain, ceramic, ceramic mug. That's what you need. And a ceramic mug that's been like around for a long time with like the scratches in it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. That that's what you need. Your nicks. Sorry. So now that that's your that's your five minute coffee talk. <laughs> and on that note, that's my recap. Get out of here! No way. We we get nothing else. 
That's it. You got nothing else. That's all I care we're not about. Gonna, we're not going to talk about Emily and how she's freaking out about about Richard. I already and what, did. What's Richard doing? I already did. And <laughs> I already talked about Emily. Yeah. And seven thirty p.m. And we talked about the geisha. You know, all that matters is Lorelai and Luke. Right. Are together. It's been eight years in the making, but five. You know, four for for, for show watchers. Yep. Is there anything and, else that you would want? And Maisie's dead. <laughs> <laughs> like, she she Maisie ain't making it back Sniffy. to the reunion. I can't even find Buddy. I don't I've even know what Buddy. I've, Buddy. I've been searching for Buddy too. I, I can't find him. But uh, is there anything else you would want out of that relationship? I mean, out of the first date. Do you think that was the perfect first date for those two? Do you think it did them justice? I'll tell you why it was perfect. Because as they are in their postcoital bliss in bed, he gets a pen and he says, all right, what <laughs> yeah, music yeah. do I need to get? And she starts listing it off. And I was like, Luke, like you, you got it. Like some things about Luke, he just won't change. Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was really cool. And it got Lorelai so excited that, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to check out this music that she loves. And I don't know. I, I think it was a perfect first date. A lot of the things that we talk about here uh, on Mary and Blake media, we always talk about how a show feels what does it make you feel? How does it, what experience do you get out of the feeling that you watch? And the feeling that I got was it reminded me of, of being on the green monster uh, at Fenway. It reminded me of uh, uh, our first few dates and how that feels. And I remember when we first started dating, uh, one of my employees came up to me and said, Hey, you know, you look different. You feel, you feel, you just seem happier. What's going on? And I had, of course, I had the pleasure of telling her, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I met the woman of my dreams. And uh, that was that, you know, like, that was the end. That was the end of my life as I knew it. And uh, I was, I was quite pleased with that. And I'm quite pleased with the feeling that I got uh, from Luke and Lorelai. And did you get that same kind of feeling? I did. Yeah. Like a giddy mm. smile that you just can't wipe off your face. Right. Yeah. Right. I did. And uh and that's why I think and, and this is this is the great thing about Luke and Lorelai too, because they are they feel like real people. Even though they you know, Lorelai talks wicked fast and she's it's she's has so much pop culture knowledge that it it's almost impossible. <laughs> but it's regardless of that, the way that she makes you feel makes you feel like a real person. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just, oh my God. Yep, I'm in. I'm totally in. I'm all in. <laughs> just like Luke, I'm all in. And I love this episode. Perfect. Probably my, one of my top four or five, despite the fact that I gave it a 4.4, 4.5 rating, coffee rating. Hey, I'll forgive you. I'm, I'm being a little tough. All I'm right. not going to lie. Let's jump into some trivia. Let's do it. All right, so this first one is uh, Emily Gilmore's maid was Madonna Louise, which was named after, of course, the singer and entertainer Madonna, whose full name is actually Madonna Louise. I think this is Chacone. I think it's Chacone. I could be wrong, Chaconi, but it's Madonna Louise Chaconi. See, that's the problem with these artists that just go by one name. You have no idea how to pronounce a last name. The, the real name, I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but imagine that, named after Madonna. Another fun fact, discussing Asher Fleming's death while portraying Shakespeare character Puck, 
Paris made reference to Dick Sean, who died in the middle of a comic routine. The audience, get this, thought it was part of the act. <laughs> As a wheel originally tested for the role of Rory. Oh, sorry. You, you're getting in the mind. Well, you didn't. Add <laughs> you are a space so Ron Burgundy. <laughs> I am. I read uh, it as I'm it's written. I'm Ron Burgundy. Okay, you go. <laughs> you can read Just this next one. <laughs> Liza Whale originally tested. Who we all know, Liza Whale as 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 uh, Paris. Paris. Uh, she originally tested for the role of Rory, but did not get the pot. But the producers liked her so much that they actually wrote her the role of Paris Geller. I love it. And so you can see why, how they are similar to each other. Mm-hmm. You can see why she's the more serious bookie. Uh, bookie. They're both bookie though. Yeah, yeah I but see she's she even more bookie, you know? No. Uh, I think she's even more bookie and I all, and, and she is the more serious version of Rory. Yes. And uh, it, it works, but it doesn't work. Last fun fact. The exterior shot of the Dragonfly Inn, and we did see this uh, last episode, uh, is actually the home of TV's The Waltons. So if you ever watch the show The Waltons- No, I have not. The, the, their home uh, is the, the exterior shot of the Dragonfly Inn is their, the home they of ho- The Waltons. They lived in an inn. They lived in- <laughs> No, I think the inn is, the, is actually living in The Waltons' home. Man. Just how that goes, uh, but that is it. That is the that is it for the trivia, my love. Uh, final thoughts for this episode. You got any? I loved it. I want to watch it again right now. I kind of want to watch it again too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> but instead, we need to get ready for season three, episode thirteen, dear Emily and Richard, because that is going to be the next episode that we talk about for the best Lorelai and Emily episode. Oh, so I like for those of you who too. are watching along with us, cue up season three, episode thirteen. Ready to close Emily out the show, and Richard? Yeah. All right, let's do it. You know, you're right. It kind of makes you want to, you know, sing along this. La, la, la. Yeah. You just want to bob your head. So... Thank you, all the all of you who are listening along to this podcast. Uh, You've Been Gilmore is officially up in iTunes. Mm-hmm. And if you are enjoying it, we would love for you to take a moment just to share it. Because Blake and I did not know that there were so many Gilmore Girls fans in this world <laughs> until we started talking about it on social media. So take a moment, share it on Facebook, Twitter, heck, even Instagram, because our artwork is really freaking cute. And it just say, awesome. guess what? I'm listening to this new podcast, having a blast, re-watching some of the best episodes, right. gearing up for the new season, and you can too. Always use the hashtag You've been Gilmore. Now, the most important thing people always say is reviews, reviews, reviews. And, and they are important. I'm not going to lie. But the most important thing you can do, in my opinion, is like what Mary said. Just tell a friend. Tell a friend that we exist. Tell a friend that Mary and Blake exist. And tell them that we have this really cool podcast about Gilmore Girls, among all the other stuff that we have, too. Uh, and uh, I would greatly appreciate that. You can also find everything that Mary and I do at our website, maryandblake.co. Uh, all of our podcasts, all of our blogs are there. And my love, it looks like we actually have a review to call out. Please, let's do so. Jess Rose Biz says, I love Mary and Blake's podcast. I don't listen to the other TV shows they podcast about, but I love their show Parent Cast, which has, sadly for me, their number one fan. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Been on hiatus. <laughs> It'll come back, Jess. We're like binging Gilmore Girls, I promise. Wait, what, what, what was it again? Oh, uh, hey, what? A what? 
Oh, I made up a word. Didn't even know that. Yes, you did. Just says, I'm so excited that they started this show and talked about a TV show that I'm obsessed with. I binged the entire Gilmore Girls series last year on my maternity leave and cannot wait for the Netflix series. Listening to you, Ben Gilmore, is rekindling my love for uh, rekindling my Gilmore Girls fire. <laughs> I just made up a word in there, too. I add another one. And we have another review with four <laughs> coffee cups by USMCWIV. This person, because I don't know if it's a male or female, and I have no idea. Even the smiley face, face is an androgynous. <laughs> we'll just call it Pat. That, that's who this is. Androgynous <laughs> um, Pat. Hold on. I, I want to find out who this person is. Says, funny and engaging. Grab your coffee, latte, mocha, hot tea, or apple cider, and join Mary and Blake as they highlight this amazing show. Be Aww. prepared to be Gilmore. Gilmore. <laughs> Where's that ding? Well done once again, you too. So thank you guys so much. I am pumped that there are two readings in there. Let me too. My day. Let's get some more. Yeah. Let's, you know what? Here's the next thing. The next five people that give us a rating, yeah. I'm going to write a handwritten card. You are? Right to them. Or I'm at, no, I am. No, I'm going to do it because you, you have a I hard always... time keeping up. So I'm going to do it. Okay. It, so write a review. Send us an email at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Maryandblakemedia yeah, Mary at gmail.com. Maryandblakemedia at gmail.com. Let me know. You, give me your uh, give me the iTunes uh, name that you username. got. Username. Your username. And give me your, your snail mail address, and I will write you a personal handwritten little note. Thanking Ooh. you, uh, and that's what we'll do. So the next five people. Well, Jess can be included, and so can U.S. Whatever all those letters. Yeah, were. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll include them too. Yeah. We'll, we'll include them too. Soon but the next email. five people. All right. Well, until next time, ladies and gents. I'm Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and you've been listening to You've Been Gilmore. <laughs> ladies and gents, I'm back. I, I lied. But I just wanted to let you know that, as always, this You've Been Gilmore has been a production of Mary and Blake Media. And we are not really official people. We're not doctors. No, no, we're official people. No, like, we're, we're, we're official real people. people. But, like, we don't really have, like, titles after our names, like PhD or DO. We don't or, got letters after our names. You know. DO? What's DO? <laughs> Notorious B.I.G. I don't know. <laughs> No, there's some people who have DO. Maybe that's like doctor of obstetrics. I that means sure that means lady parts. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> we don't have like any real degrees. No. So please don't sue us if we said something that offended you. The only thing that we do know is Blake does know how to make coffee. That's so right. if you would like to counteract his degrees in Fahrenheit at which you should brew the perfect cup of coffee, shoot us an email at marionblakemedia at gmail .com and he will further that Co conversation. Wait, counteract. I don't know what I'm saying. It is late at night. It's 8.52. There's another what do thing. people do after 7.30 I, at night? I think this... <laughs> it's ridiculous. What are they doing? I can't talk after 7.30 at night. This is crazy. <laughs> Let's end this show before I make a fool of myself. You know, I think you got five dings today. In, in a half did. hour. In, in 42 minutes, I you got five coffee. dings. I need coffee. Can't get it as good as it is at Luke's. I'll tell you that. My little Keurig probably doesn't even get past 100 degrees. <laughs> All, right, let's All right. Close it out.